Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Welcome back. Welcome back to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha, and today we are going to uh, join Claretta Burns, my sister-in-law, with part two in this episode of what the power of positivity really looks like in the face of fire. So, without further ado, before we get started, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing podcast to you. And thank you, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing podcast available to my listeners everywhere they go. Just to summarize a little bit um, what we discussed in part one, Coretta shared with us some golden words that she received when she was first diagnosed with breast cancer. And those golden words she shared with us has made a, an enormous difference in her outlook of how she is moving on and her positivity to live and to live with love and with kindness and to share what she has learned. And those positive words that she received from her nurse was to remain positive no matter what. Thank you for joining us again for part two. Now, let's get back to our time and our discussion with Claretta. In 2019, what happened? So, so 2019, I was in my fifth year of taking the breast cancer pill. And I'm thinking, hey, well, 2019, I got really ill. I didn't know what it was at first. And I told my husband, you know, I, I'm going to have to go to the doctor because I really feel bad. Well, I did get to the doctor that Monday. My blood count was at 7,000, my white blood cell, I think it was. So my doctor, he wasn't sure, so he called one of the cancer centers here in Arkansas. He, he sent me there. I had to do a uh, bone marrow. I'm allergic to lidocaine. And so we go in to do this bone marrow, and something in that room that really kind of came over me, and I kept telling them, wait, 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 tell me exactly what you're going to do. And so the girl said, you're going to lay on the table. We're going to lay down, you know, extract from your bone stem. Well, what are you going to use for pain? And the young lady said, lidocaine. Well, I'm allergic to lidocaine. And so she 
took one step and tapped the computer and she said, you sure are. And I asked her what would have happened. She said, well, if you had had a reaction, we would have stopped the procedure. But long story short, I did have to have the procedure done. So I, they did the bone marrow and I returned back to my doctor's office and he, it was exactly what he had suspected when I first went in. It was um, leukemia. And you said to yourself, okay, girl, what is going on with you? Well, um, the best answer, long story short, was, you know, two chromosomes crossed each other. How they did, why they did, there's just a mystery. That was another hurdle. Once I, you know, accepted it and said to myself, okay, let's, let's do this, let's move on. And so we did, and I started taking this one pill that um, I take, you know, I do blood work once a month. It's just one of those things, and I'm moving on. I, You know, I didn't feel, I felt better after that first couple of weeks. I've been feeling fine since then, and I, you know, take my pill that I take for, for the medication portion of it. I'm just moving on. I'm just trying my best to stay positive, to stay, you know, motivated that I have daughters and I have grandchildren. Um, I still have a husband. And so, you know, the self-pity part is no room for it. I I have no room for self-pity or, you know, negativity. You know, I have Mm -hmm. an aura that I love to love, and I like people to ground me that love to love. And if you Mm -hmm. don't love to love, I have no room for it. So you you, you kind of choose, so to speak, of who you surround, who's in your inner circle. You know exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now you 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 had mentioned something. If if you don't mind uh, sharing, you mentioned something about that doctor. It was almost like a barrier. What do you remember? What you said about the the doctor that you first saw for the leukemia? Oh yeah. He was a young doctor that came in, had to be in 30, early 30s. And I said to myself, they got to be kidding. I'm not getting ready to press my life to this young man. When I first saw him, you know, he was telling me what he had suspected. And that once I do the bone marrow, that we're going to come back and we're going to talk again. He said, I have two medications that I may put you on but we want to make sure of exactly what's going on with you. So after the bone marrow and I went back to him, he spoke of what he thought it was and he sounded very educated and that he knew what he was doing. So I said to myself, I have to give this young man a chance. You know, we have a a lot of older doctors. We have a lot of young doctors that's coming in and they're innovated and they're motivated. And so I felt compelled to just stick in with him. And I stuck with him, and I'm happy I did because he turned out to be, you know, a real lifesaver because the pill that he Mm -hmm. put me on, I've been fine with it. I haven't had any rejections of it. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really happy I stuck with him. Just to perceive him as a younger man, it struck me. I'm not a prejudiced person like that. It's just he was so young, I'm thinking, what could he possibly know? But it, it turns out to be he knew what he was talking about, and I'm glad I stuck so with you, him. That could have been a barrier 
for you know that can, that can be a barrier for some people. You know they and they yeah. look external and oh, yeah. you know they they come to a conclusion like well you you look like you don't you just graduated from high school and you can't do anything for it, me and exactly. and yet they don't give the people that these these uh, professionals a chance and right and so so you you overcame you moved on you you moved on past. Your perception, yeah, you know, because you say, and gave him a chance, exactly, exactly, and and exactly. able to uh, uh, put you on the the right medication, regardless of whatever the cost is. The dedication to help really, really. Um, oh, absolutely! The medication, yeah, is so expensive. He first told me about the medication. I told him I can't afford that. You know, it cost $56,000 for a 30-day supply. And he said, no one can afford it, he said to me. And I said, well, what are we going to do? He said, don't you worry about it. And he went out to the pharmacy. He bought me up my third 30-day supply. I took it, Mm -hmm. went home. Next few days, I started feeling myself. You know, we had appointment Mm -hmm. every month, you know, and then Mm -hmm. it gradually, um, we started going every two months. And now I only go every three months, and it, I've been doing fine. And I'm glad that I gave this young man a chance to show, mm-hmm. you know, prove that he's worthy of a doctor. Whatever, that is so important, like illness or, or condition a person may have, it's so important to, to just go forward and move because that person is going to help, help you move toward living. Um, right, and so so many times our fear prevents us from living. Fear, that fear will prolong your your health. You know, if yeah. you you're so you know ill and stuck on that, your illness is going to be a longer length of time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to. And you know, one thing that we that in my program, transition awareness, breathing. One of the major things that when I do my podcast, do classes, is um, is talking about the power of positivity, the power of words. I teach young children, Coretta, you know, and, and in their world is school, is academics, it's getting older, is controlling impulsivity. But that positive mindset is a big game changer. That, yes, it and, is. And also. Another thing that you had mentioned that I would like for you to kind of highlight is when you went to your classes, you mentioned that you looked around and you saw other people that was in there. Can you kind of speak about the other people? And, and oh, what, yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they send you to a class to, to teach you how to, um, to do your wound care. And in that class, there was a young lady of 20 at least, early 20s, and at this time, this was time to um, to have my hysterectomy because when you, you have breast cancer, um, they tell you the first place that cancer likes to feed on is your uterus. And so it will travel. So the next thing that you have to do is have a hysterectomy once you have breast cancer. And so in that class, I had a young lady in there of early 20s. And I really felt bad for her to be having a hysterectomy at 20 years old, 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's mind-boggling because, you know, I've already had my two daughters. I had a child already. And you always hope to, you know, that, you know, being that young, to give her a chance to, to not only love but to, you know, have children of your own. And not to say you can't, you know, have children through other people, but, you know, if you try to do it on your own and you're successful, that's what anybody ever hopes for, you know. And that's mm-hmm. why I just felt bad. You know, most of the women in there looked like they were in their 30s or 40s, you know, along with myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see the young woman in there have to go through the same thing that I was going through, you know, that was, that was hard, you know, wrenching just to see her there. In that. And on a positive note, um I'm glad she was in that class and being yeah. being able to uh, undergo treatment so that yeah. she has a chance for the yeah. rest of her life, you know, because of yeah. get denial and not go to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people will do that. You're you're using your energy to to stay positive, to stay motivated, and may I I just share with with my listeners that. In your professional life, you you work for HR, and I always admired I always admired you, Freda. <laughs> you were you worked at one of the biggest hospitals in Michigan, had everything together. But I think so with that position that that you had, you were not shy about asking questions, about getting more information, and I think that was one of your the your experiences that made it so strong for you. But what? As we, as we kind of bring our time to a close, what would you recommend to people who are going through serious illnesses? What would you recommend? The first thing I recommend is do your yearly exam. You know, don't let a year or two go by without doing your yearly exam. You know, we as women, we'll put things to the side for our kids. We'll take them to the dentist. We'll make appointments for them, fit their physicals, and things of that nature. Well, you have to have those things done, too. And early detection is the key. When they, if it's early, they can catch it early. They can do more for you. They have more offers for you. But when you wait and wait and wait, you don't have a lot of uh, room for mm-hmm. other things to take place. So my biggest advice is stay current on all your, your exams. All your exams is, is the biggest key. Um, and then surgery, you know, get educated about any surgeries that you might have to have. Get second opinions if you must. And then somewhere along the line, people think that breast cancer is a death sentence. It's not a death sentence. You can be a survivor. There's been survivors everywhere with breast cancer. But it all depending mm-hmm. on you, your health, your emotional status. You know, you have mm-hmm. to stay positive in your own skin, you know, in your own way, you know, your truth is you have to be there, you know, so mm-hmm. you, you have to do your work as long as the, as well as the doctor that's taking care of you, you have to do mm-hmm. your part and you got to love you, love you more than anything. That is so amazing. The two major things that have brought you through is, your positivity and your motivation to move forward and and to live and to share. Because what you told me when we first started was, Ertha, I want to get the word out to to every everyone, every woman. It follow up on yeah. your on your health and 
and right. and even other you know other situations, stress, um, yeah. fear, yeah. staying. You know, I think you know you said it. You know, surround yourself with positivity. Find the beauty in your environment. Find the positive thing because it's easy. It's easy to get. It's easy to get um, persuaded in the negativity because there's so much around. Oh, yeah. But we do have oh, a yeah. choice. Oh yeah, and the self pity. You know, yeah. you can pity yourself. Other people can pity you, but that's not what you need. You don't need pity and self pity. You don't need that. You know, no, it's nothing wrong with crying. It's nothing wrong with feeling bad. But get up, yeah. wipe your tears away, and move on. And get better. If you have children and family, you must get better for them. Mm -hmm. Well, you are making a difference. Your motivation is making a difference in many people's lives. And I so, so thank you, Credit, for taking time out of your your busy day and joining me. Thank you, Eartha. This is the end of our part two. And... I want to thank everyone for joining us and I hope that there were some gifts and nuggets of, of golden words for you. It is so important to get help, to ask questions, and not to be afraid to research and go to a place um, that specializes in whatever uh, condition that uh, you may need help with and bringing your your mind, your body uh, back to balance and to to nourish that inner peace, that sense of self-love and and spiritual connection. Don't delay. Don't hesitate. If you need help, don't don't let fear stop you. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness. Awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.